Hi, this is your host Corbin, and this is your guide for the Wachowskis' The Matrix Reloaded. Before we get into the making of the film, allow me to take you back to 2003 to remember the top movies released that year. There were Kill Bill, The Return of the King, Finding Nemo, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of a Black Pearl, School of Rock, Memories of Murder, Elf, X-Men 2, Too Fast, Too Furious, Daredevil, and Spy Kids 3D. I have a lot of fond memories from movies that year. From that year, we have reviewed Secondhand Lions, Looney Tunes Back in Action, and Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Links to those reviews are listed in the show notes below. If you'd like to reminisce more about the films of 2003, then head over to letterbox.com. Make sure to just follow me and Alan over there. Links to our profiles are below. At the 75th Academy Awards, Best Picture went to Chicago. After The Matrix went on to become a surprising success, the Wachowskis dove into the sequel. They started principal photography in March of 2001 and finished filming in August 2002. Shooting lasted so long because they shot Reloaded and Revolutions back-to-back. This extended production time along with a lengthy post-production. The visual effects team realized the bullet time technology they created for the first film was now out of date. Therefore, they had to create a digital camera, meaning they had to fully render completely digital environments, lighting, characters, everything out of shot, everything out of the camera. Of course, this is commonplace today, but back then they were experimenting with how far they could push CGI while attempting to blend it with live action. The Matrix Reloaded finally hit theaters Thursday, May 15th, 2003, 18 years and six months ago. Well, by the time you're hearing this, it'll actually be 18 years, a little over seven months ago. Audiences had to wait four years, one month, and 14 days bef- between the time of the release of the first Matrix film and its sequel, which is quite a long time to wait, just a little over 50 months. That is unusually long, but it really was due to them shooting it back to back and, of course, really upping the visual effects, which took a lot longer to render on the technology from the early 2000s. But audiences still had a hunger for it, as you'll see with the scores and box office. So the film's budget was upped quite a bit, $150 million up from last time's $63 million. It did open number one at the box office with a whopping $91.7 million, a Astronomically higher opening weekend than the first film's pretty weak $27.7 million. It opened in 3,603 theaters. That was its widest release as well. So what did The Matrix go up against opening weekend? Well, you know, it is summertime, so you think there might be some blockbusters. Thankfully, right here in May, I think it caught it before anything too big came out. So Daddy Daycare was um, number two spot. It looked like this was the only one opening that weekend. Aside from Pokemon Heroes, opened at number 20 um, and only 196 theaters. So it really had no competition. Like I said, Daddy Daycare number two. um, That was its second week um, at the box office. Um, X2, X-Men United. It knocked it from its number one spot down to at number three in its third week. Down with Love, which is a 20th Century Fox film, had only been in there for two weeks. 
Um, this must have been a limited release because the week prior it was in spot number 53 and now all of a sudden it's in number four. Uh, that's a crazy jump up. Um, the Lizzie McGuire movie, that is a fun one. Uh, good memories watching that with my sister. Um, that was number three the previous weekend, knocked down to number five. That was a Disney movie. Um, third week in circulation. Matrix Reloaded, that was its only week in glory. It dropped by 59.8% into its second week, 36.9 million. That's a shocking drop, I think. Um, by that point, the film had grossed over $200 million domestically. Very impressive. Um, the next weekend was also Memorial Day weekend. Um, so it was a holiday weekend. So for the long weekend, it grossed $45.6 million. Uh, it went up against Bruce Almighty. 85.7 million, which is, which is a crazy opening, honestly, for a, you know, IP comedy like this, Universal Pictures, um, swamped Matrix Reloaded. I think people were ready for something different, something funny, diametrically opposed to that. Um, also the in-laws opened that weekend, came in at number five. That's okay. The original is better, but nevertheless, Matrix would go down to number four and then it really just dropped like a rock from there. In its third week, it was only grossing $15 million. Um, really nothing impressive there with its box office aside from its opening weekend. But how did it go on to do overall? Well, it, it did very well, actually. Uh, much better than last time, $281.5 million. In the foreign markets, $460 million for a worldwide total of $741.8 million, making this a billion-dollar franchise already. Very incredible um, how much the sequel scored. Alan and I have talked about this many times. Sequels tend to do better financially at the box office than the original because audiences have that anticipation and they already have the familiarity with the franchise. This did not receive any Academy Awards. Um, only the first one did. Um, it remains to be seen whether Resurrections will get any Academy Awards or not. As for scores, they're noticeably sh like lower, but not bad per se. Um, Letterbox 3.2, pretty mediocre. That's probably the worst. IMDb rating of 7.2, a major drop from 8.7. Um, this is not a part of the IMDb top 250. A meta score of 62, barely in the green, barely generally favorable. 73% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. So, you know, a majority of critics still liked it. Not as many. 72% audience score with a cinema score of B+. So all around, you can see this didn't live up to the original quite as much. It was still positively received. People still liked it at the time. I think the letterbox and IMDb show more of the test of time that it's, yeah, it's good. It's not great. It's a good movie, um, which I think disappointed a lot of people. Um, we'll talk about matrix um, revolutions next week that is a much different story well listeners i checked the matrix reloaded and the matrix revolutions never hit the imdb top 250 only the original film has lasted on there for 22 years um ever since the imdb top 250 no no it, it hit the top 250 it's um opening year 1999 and it has stayed on there ever since that is highly impressive. Thank you listeners for coming along with me as I've been your guide to the production and impact of this film. Now that you have your guide to The Matrix Reloaded, make sure to subscribe to the podcast for my full review coming next Monday. 
and tune in the week after as I review The Matrix Revolutions. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.